Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome into the Triple Option. I uh, unplugged uh, Smokey's headset the other day, so I couldn't hear the loud thing. So is thank that you what to we Garrett. were always? Yes, it's Smokey's headset, which works like a speaker for the rest of the room i plugged it in this morning there's something with the amplification or something it's yeah not hitting I'll, 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 I'll fix it I'll i didn't fix even it. know we were starting yeah so there we go but chris allman is back chris i have not seen you in long enough for you to grow a full mustache that's right the, the last time you were here you were kind of in the scruff phase yeah. of like the whole like the whole face facial scruff and now you have you've made the life choice to to grow a mustache yeah can i tell you in the life of any man that's going to go full mustache, the real pivotal moment. Garrett, have you ever had a, just a full-on mustache? Uh, no, I can't bring myself to do it. Okay. Can't do it. Let me tell you, if and when you decide to do it, I started with just scruff and stash. Yeah. And then Sunday, no, Saturday, uh-huh. I went full-on razor to the face and just left the stash. That yeah. was really when I felt like I truly had a mustache. And then, like... My wife likes it. Okay, good, good. I mean, yeah. it looks good on you. If it's she good. told me to cut it, I would cut it. Yeah. Like, I'd, I've got scene control at home, but I also, like, know where my bread is buttered. Yeah. So I'm going to, my, my, my wife hates it, I'm going to cut it off. But well, I, thank gonna, you for your compliments. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Um, you see this thing right here? Is that going to be a mustache scene? No. Oh. It will never be a mustache. And apparently, as long as I'm married, it will never be not here either. Oh, yeah? Your wife likes She's, the... She likes the beard. And she thinks I look, uh, quote, ridiculous without it. Well, so, we should... Uh, Talk to her about how you talk to your husband. <laughs> but I've known you with both. I think you look fantastic. No, I know. I like. I I think it works uh, either way. Uh, but she prefers the beard. Yeah, you know? me and too. So, when I think about how I like my Paul. Yeah, beard Paul wins. Yeah. Here's the problem though. <laughs> Paul doesn't really like it. Well, I mean, I like to think it looks good. I don't like the way it feels attached to my face. Yeah. 
That's um, something I've had to get used to. I've had to buy like a lot of creams and oils and yeah, yeah, other yeah. things. So I was going to ask, you and I have a, it's one of your friends. It's one of my professional favorites in town that does beard and hair. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're a sponsor, so I don't know. I don't know. But well, Champions you, sold, yes. But yeah. Oh, they did? Yeah, they sold. But oh. they have the academy still. But gotcha. yes, uh, still love to promote them. They're, yes. they're great. Yes. So Lorraine and Kevin. Yes. They were great. When I became beard guy, yeah. they taught me how to push through the difficult early stages of the oh, they, beard and as, truly as, grow. As did, as, so I was going to ask if yes, you got they tips did. from them. They did, and it's I'm used to it now. But there are days where I'm like, not necessarily this time of year when the weather is tolerable. Yeah. Uh, but like this summer, I was just like, can I take this thing off yeah. my face? So if you just disappeared into the bathroom for 45 minutes and came back out completely clean shaven, Amanda would, I guess, clearly tell you it sucked. Yeah, she's like would, it. Would there be any other repercussions? I don't. I don't know. I don't like. It's not worth it for me to find out. Yeah. Okay. You know, because I've like fluttered out there, like, hey, look, I will grow it back, but if you just let me. Because there's nothing, and Kevin and Lorraine introduced me to this world better than a straight razor, like shave yeah. all the way down. You ever it had one is, of those, Garrett? That's what I learned to shave with. I had uh, one at the house. Oh yeah. my gosh. So what, it is. What a gentleman. Yeah, absolutely. I, there is nothing better than that. Like having that full, like the first like two, three days after it where oh, you're yeah. still like, completely smooth and relaxed, and you just feel like you've started anew. Yeah. Like springtime. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would like to do. Um, for some reason, I think she's just afraid that it won't come back the same way. <laughs> no, it will. So, yeah, I know. It will. It's not this hair. Yeah. This hair lives with you forever. Forever. Unless you get some sort of other kind of condition, but that's not something I have because I can tell you, full-on Italian all over. <laughs> she may change her tune when, it, when the beard goes gray. She may not love, like salt and pepper. I I didn't love it. That was part of the impetus for this. Yeah, because I got real salty over here. Yeah. While we're on the topic of male grooming, have you ever done what's called sugaring? Have y'all heard of this? Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. Where they yank the hair out of your nose with Don't like hot you. wax? Uh, no, I've nope. I've done I've done that. I've done it once. I've done it once. Yeah, I've done more than once. I've okay. Done one, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm going to tell you. This is what sucks about getting older. Uh, and our younger viewers may not know this yet. Um, so, um, one of the things that I think is left out of the biblical, um, story of Adam and Eve is that when man was cast out of the garden of Eden, there were many minor punishments as well. And, uh, baldness was one of them. Okay. And this, the secondary thing to baldness was like, you're going to lose hair where you want it and gain it where you don't need it. Yeah. And that was, that was the punishment for defiance of God, which I would like to go back to the negotiating table on. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know why this has to be an all-time thing for something uh, one idiot and a snake and an apple did. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so, so your thoughts on most, I'll, I'll give you options. Okay. Nose, ear, eyebrows. Of yeah. those three, as you get older, that seem to just get out of control out of nowhere, yeah. which one do you hate the most? The nose. Yeah. Because it comes on you at weird times. Yes, and you, it's inside, and it can be the top. Yeah. Like, you can get, like, so top nose hair. you can, like, in your 20s, you're never awakened in the middle of the night by a nose hair. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen to you in your youth. No. And then, it, like, your late 30s, early 40s, eventually you're like, what is going on? <laughs> 
Like, what is happening here? And then you, like, it takes you a minute because you, you've never even considered the fact yeah. that there's a hair deep in your nose yeah. that is just blowing around yeah. as you try to live. Yeah, like, and as you get older, you blow your nose, and then it requires mandatory nose hair maintenance because you realize that the snot and stuff was keeping nose hair in your nose. Yeah. I have, listen, I have two different types of nose hair trimmers. I'm not even ashamed to mention this. Okay. I'm fighting it. I'm finding it at every level. <laughs> yeah, you are. I've done the wax thing. I've done it. It's it's very painful. It is, but it and, feels really cool. But like afterwards, it's 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 nice. It, it's a yeah. There's a weird confidence you feel yeah. walking around with a hairless nose. No, I uh, put that on my tombstone. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. But there are times like, and there's other times where it's not at night. You're not at home. You're not anywhere near a nose hair trimmer, sure. and you just know that like. This thing has sprung loose from wherever it is, and it's going to bother me the rest of the time. And then I think sometimes people think, like, is this guy on cocaine? Because he's just like, like, I got to go blow my nose again. Like, oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure thing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, but it's just the fact that, like, you know, we, we violated our deal with God, and yeah. he is, like, one of the many things that he is – you know, minor, like the minor inconveniences, you know, outside of not being in the Garden of Eden, I think it's the minor inconveniences that were really the true punishment. Yeah. Yeah. There's a verse in Genesis that says, like, work is going to be hard. Yeah. It used to be fun. Now yeah. it's going to be hard. Yeah. Manscaping now. Yeah. A challenge. Exactly. All those things. That is, that was just, you know, God said, listen, this is how it's going to be. Free and breezy. Don't eat this. <laughs> don't eat that, that fruit. And then, like. You know, a talking snake comes up, and the guy's like, well, yeah, what do you know, a talking snake. <laughs> hey, honey, what do you think about this snake? Because I think he's got some good ideas. <laughs> what then, a tremendous retelling of the <laughs> creation and fall story we've got going here. And then, and then no one, because it wasn't like a third person had been like, hey, uh, you know, like the snakes shouldn't talk. <laughs> Does the monkey talk? No. No. <laughs> Just the snake. I understand we're the first ones of this, but... It doesn't make sense that all these other things do, and this guy doesn't, and this guy does. But uh, and nose hair was the <laughs> result of the fall. Yeah, that's it was the just, lesson to I, take away. I, from I feel like he got with like a committee of, of archangels and said, like, "All right, what are some things we can do?" So some then, fun with this. One. And they're like, they're like, you know what would be really hilarious if for the first thirty five years of their life they didn't have to deal with this one thing, and they really took a lot of effort into taking yeah. care of the hair on top of their heads, and then if the hair on the rest of them just got longer and longer and longer and this one left and, and then they freak out about it nonstop. And it's, it's still really just an evidence of the patriarchy. Cause it was like, Oh, women pain and childbirth men <laughs> nose hair. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was. We'll that's it. That's all it'll be. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll do that. Like that's, that's just one of those yeah. things. We're just a, like a thousand little paper cuts. There's other things too. Yeah. Like, Oh, um, when they're young, we're going to give them zits on their face. Like, they'll have a lot, and it'll make them feel awkward, but it's a rite of passage, and it'll teach them how to, like, be properly clean. When they're older and properly clean, then we are going to give them a zit in the middle of their back, in the middle of the day, that they can't do anything about and hurts, and they can't lean back in a chair, those kind of things. When I first got into radio, uh, there was this dude on the air in Austin that didn't know anything about sports, and the day after the Super Bowl... Uh -huh their first segment was basically something like this. Yes, yeah. And the station manager came in and slammed the newspaper down and said, 
The Super Bowl was yesterday. Would y'all like to talk about that? <laughs> and I'm having visions of that as yeah. we prep for the national championship Look, game tonight. We have 50 more minutes in this talk show. But, like, those are, those are my theory. Like, one day, like, at judgment, I'm going to ask him if that theory was right. And he'd be like, you know what? You're not Nailed far it. off. Nailed you're it, not Paul. like you're really kind of close. <laughs> like it was just you're hovering in. There's some more other details, but yeah, like you know, it gets boring up here sometimes, Ooh. especially early on when there are only two of you. <laughs> Jack, so. I'm sorry you missed that, buddy. Make sure you go back and watch the replay of that <laughs> beginning of that show. Yeah. So, um, anywho, um, the national championship is tonight, and it is Washington and Michigan, and. I will say this to tie in our first segment to this topic. Segway coming. Jim Harbaugh and Michigan winning this with the Connor, if they do with the Connor Stallions thing, look, I'll eventually make my peace with it, but it does feel a little bit like a zit on my back. Okay. Like it just one of those things where I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know. Like it just, it's always, it's always going to like live in my head of like how much of a difference did this make? And the thing is, is there's, enough evidence out there to show you that it made a significant difference for them offensively. Defensively, they were just tough. I mean, like yeah. they've proven that out yeah. uh, over these, these games where they clearly weren't being able to do it like they were. Yeah. But offensively, since that time has passed, their offense has been very mundane. And yeah. it's worked out for them because their defense is good, their offensive line is so good, they're very physical. But it will always make me feel strange about, like, did they not, like, was there a game that they could have had a bad day, even with their terrible schedule? Like, that's the other thing that, that will get me, because in the season of 12 regular season games, right, every team, and I can go through, like, the rest, like, Washington, for God's sakes, has had 10 of them in a row, right, where, like, it's, it's white-knuckle time. Yeah. Ohio State had Notre Dame, like, white-knuckle time, like, all these things where it was like, oh, my gosh, uh, Oregon had those two games against Washington, plus that game against Texas Tech, a, a team that was was well below what they achieved. Yeah, you know at least. But it was Texas Tech played them great, played them off their feet in Lubbock. Um, you know FSU had you know the, the games at the game against Boston College. You know Miami got a little dicey for a second. Um, you know Alabama, my God, was their worst season in years. Yeah. You know as far as that goes. Georgia started out the year, uh, you know, playing fast and loose, whatever. Like. But Michigan never had that. Right. And so where was their chance to have that day where, you know, everybody's kind of feeling off. Like, I don't know if I want to play Minnesota today. This is sure, yeah. lame. You know, yeah. everybody's off. But if you know what's coming, maybe that feeling goes away a lot faster. And you have this great game where a team that's not doing that, you know, fights their way through like everyone else does. Yeah. You're asking... This is not really a joke, but you're asking an Astros fan if I'm okay yeah. with a with. potentially questionable championship. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I haven't. Maybe offended is not the word if there are. I'm not at look. No, no, no. That's not the word. Yeah. For some reason, this has not bothered me. I don't know if it's because it did not shock me. You know, like. I think college football in general feels to be a win-at-all-costs yeah. thing. Jim Harbaugh feels like a guy who just wants to win. Mm -hmm. And so I think because this has not felt shocking to me, yeah. some of that might have been all my shock is gone because of the Astros trash yeah. can thing. Um, so nothing shocks me when I find out someone was skirting 
or outright breaking the rules. But I haven't, I haven't even thought about that. Like yeah. really until you texted me this morning, like that, that we would talk about kind of the ickiness yeah. of this. I hadn't even really thought about Connor Stallions. And, and look, there are many, like go back through the times and feel icky about any championship on any level of any sport based yeah. on certain, look, I'm a Cowboys fan and the nineties Cowboys weren't exactly chased, <laughs> you know, like there was some stuff going on there, you know, but you know, you take the good with the bad. I, and like, I wonder if it's not going to change my opinion of this Michigan team and how good they are. Yeah. It is going to change my opinion about like, you know, did they find a way to, like the thing about like okay, everything okay. you said was accurate. Yeah. Like you're okay. right. Like when when you know what's coming, when you're that confident objectively that you're going to route someone, it removes any of the mental blocks that come into play when in a, in a yeah. trap game. There yeah. were no trap games for them. Yeah, there's and like and and it's just those days, like some of them that don't even look like trap games. Sometimes there's a really good team and a really bad team. The bad team's fired up because like what else do they have to live for? Yeah. And the good teams, like, can we just get through today and go on to the one that we actually care about? That's human nature. Uh, steroids bothered me in this. It wasn't that steroids allowed you to go from 38 home runs to 55 home runs. It was that not only did it make you stronger, but where other guys, like back in the day, would be out of the lineup for three weeks because they were yeah. dealing with something. It was allowing you to play those games. Like it was the combination of the two. Like that's, this is, this is coaching steroids, right? Yeah. This is, gives you like, yeah. this allows you to be present in, in moments sometimes where you're not totally mentally present because you can just, you know, signal like, Hey, by the way, um, this is what's coming. Yeah. And this is how you do that. So yeah. I, I, so will it impact the way you watch it tonight? No, no, because yeah. like now, like, look, no one trusts Michigan at all. I do think there's another layer to this that has to do with their previous offensive coordinator that was let go and the FBI is investigating that. But we don't know anything about that other than computer access crimes. But I feel like I don't. Part of me thinks like, okay, computer access, like, was this guy getting credit card numbers or was he doing something else? And I, I, I don't think that a guy like that is going to be like identity theft, you know, yeah. I, I, that's not what, yeah. you know, or that like, that was the perfect, like, listen, we're going to run a big identity theft ring. Yeah. The perfect cover is Michigan's offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like let's, <laughs> I don't, no one will suspect it. I guess I just, I haven't. And perhaps the machine of college football has orchestrated it this way that this, this story has not been top of mind mm -hmm. in the last month or so when really, when the news cycle really starts to reach that time mm -hmm. between conference championship and semifinal yeah. day. I mean, you, it's like that, it's like that last Friday before the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're like, okay, what are, we're looking for anything for, to get one more story in. Yeah. So I'm surprised that it hasn't come up more. I'm, I don't, maybe don't consume. Well, part of it is that like, they can't even talk about it. So, like, you have, like, there have been, I've heard reporters ask, yeah. and then, like, Jim Harbaugh, he did an interview with, I think it was Marty Smith, where Marty Smith brought it, it was a good interview, Marty Smith brought it up, and he's like, look, I wish, I, he's like, look, I wish I could talk about it. I would love to talk about my integrity and blah, 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 yeah. blah, and all these other things, and, uh, but I can't, you know, yeah. it's just, like, it's ongoing. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to hear, like, I would love to hear the explanation. I think maybe the other reason it, it feels icky to me is, 
I probably don't believe in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things that Michigan hierarchy didn't know what Connor Stallions was doing. Oh yeah, because you can't be as good as he was at doing this, and no one's gonna go, man, how's he doing this? Like, yeah. like you you would want to like. Here's the thing: you're always gonna prepare like coaching. You always have to prepare to lose a guy, right? So like, you're always gonna like you want to learn like so. Like when your offensive coordinator leaves to go to another place, you know, hopefully if you want to keep the same system, you're going to hire somebody who's learned from him. And that person has been like, well, this is what I learned from him. And this is what I learned from this other guy, coach yeah. for him. We're going to put it all together and it's going to be my unique style. But if it's – so if you're Connor Stallions and you're just as good at, at, at stealing signs, which, again, is legal. Yeah. Like if you're as good at decoding the signals of the other team as you are and no one asks you, and maybe it's just because he was so blindly allegiant to the program, they thought, we're never going to lose this guy. But, you know, you never know what happens to people in life. You know, maybe he's debilitated in some way. You don't have him. Yeah. You're always going to want those advantages because that's how sports works. So no one was going to ask, like, how'd you figure this out? Yeah. And then, and if they believe him, like, I'm just watching the tape. Like, yeah, but, like, the tape is... You know, you only get like little bits of it at a time. Like, yeah. there's not just a camera on these people all the time. So, what are you watching? To which then you'd have to go through and look, all these other teams like pick things up over time, but it's more of an aggregation as opposed to like, here's Rutgers. <laughs> yeah. Like, geez, I'm yeah. glad you don't have a girlfriend, buddy. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I, like, to me, you always got to ask those questions. Yeah. And but the fact that they're pretending like, this was, you know, like Lee Harvey Oswald acted of his own volition completely, to me is a little bit shady. Yeah, for sure. I don't I don't believe that. I don't yeah. but I think it's all just it's all part of the game we play. Yeah. Right? Like mm -hmm. this is this is the accusation, this is the alleged crime. These people who are affiliated with the alleged criminal are gonna say, Oh, we didn't know. And the people that make their living covering a sport that are now having to cover a crime beat, they're not going to press that hard on it. Don Van Nata might, right? There's yeah. going to be some guy that does, yeah. but then we just go, ah, you know what? We'd all just rather talk about football. We're yeah. all making a good living on this yeah. thing. Like, let's just talk about football. And I'm so indifferent to it that I just think there's 19 other really oh. good stories coming out of this that yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care and the, and if Connor Stallions was sitting at the 50 in the, at, the, at the Sugar and, Bowl. And I do think that that's a good thing about all this. Yes. But I, do, I did want to get your opinion specifically as an Astros fan because you dealt with this on a personal level where, uh, uh, yeah. like, you know, you woke up one morning and read a story and you're like, well, that's not good. Yeah. But here's, okay, so here's, here's what I think. Yeah. I do, like, that one, I do feel different about 2017. Yeah. I do. Like, they broke the rules. Yeah. Now, do I think they broke them in the World Series? No. Doesn't matter, right? Like, <laughs> okay. But, but again, th that's my allegiance you, you, to them you, that is, that is you, clouding that. It's going to help make you, my point. You, Darvish, would just paint the corners with you. Well, <laughs> we weren't stealing signs in Game 7 when in L.A. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. beside the point. Th this is going to make my point, though. Yeah. My allegiance to Houston Yeah wants me to believe and allows me to believe and sleep fine at night thinking, yeah, well, if we didn't steal signs in the World Series, we're fine. I think college football allegiance is 10 times more so. And a crazy Michigan fan oh, never has absolutely 
justified whatever has well, look, has gone every, on. Every every time there's like a new different piece of information, there's like a counter story for Michigan. It's like, yeah, but Ohio State. Yes, exactly. But Ohio State does this. Or Ryan Day hired a pirate investigator that went to middle school with his brother. Yeah. You know, so obviously these guys go way back. Yeah. You know? it's, like, it's like a marital yeah. argument, right? Mm -hmm. You guys have all had it. Like my wife the other night who does not store, snore, I said, hun, you were snoring last night. And she goes, you snore all the time. Like it, that's what, it, that's what yeah. this is. Like you say, Michigan, this is like kind of a heady accusation. Oh, well, you don't think Bear Bryant was doing this in 1978 in Sugar Bowl? Like, that's, that's what it is. It's yeah. all whataboutism. Yeah. And so I just, it makes my head spin. So I'm like, I don't care. Let's so you just, just immerse yourself in the joy. I do. And I yeah. just, and I have the beauty of not caring, right? Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Because I don't think Washington is like probably not above board, right? Like, maybe they're not stealing signs, but... Everybody is cheating to some degree. Yeah. Everyone is. Yeah. So I just prefer to say, okay, that's the baseline. Like, just play the game and tell me who wins. Yeah. Right? I prefer to look at it like, Kalen DeBoer could win a national championship. That could, like, further cementing that the guy's just a winner. Yeah. Like, I'd prefer that. Or Michael Penix. Or, like, is Harbaugh going to leave at no. tomorrow morning at 9 a.m.? Like, those yeah. are the kinds of things that pique my interest more. But... I don't, I don't, to answer your question, no, I don't really feel icky about them okay. potentially winning it. But you do a little bit, a little, like, like a kid on just, your back? It's always going to be, the, and look, there's, you can go through the list, and I always have, I always have something that's like, ah, I just wish I didn't have to think about that in regard to this. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fine with all of it, you know. Yeah. Um, Does it, but, as a guy that's been in the profession now for two decades, mm -hmm. does it, is it a little bit of here we go again? Yeah, like you and can't like part just it, cover the sport you love. Mad, yeah, and part of it is mad, like I'm not so mad that maybe they were doing this, but like I prefer when people get straight up caught red-handed that they're like, look, yeah, did we push it a little too far? Like the thing that pissed me off about the Astros not that they were doing it because there were teams trying to do it with Apple watches and all these other things that got kind of got caught yeah. along the way. It's that that when they were egregiously doing it and they got caught egregiously doing it and there was evidence to the contrary instead of saying like, listen, these kind of things going across baseball and we maybe got a little too carried away. Yeah, and. We will spend the rest of our time proving that this is this is not who we are. Yeah. We're still one of the most elite teams in baseball. And yeah. this was something that we just got a little out of our skis. I would love to do that. Yeah. Like when Michigan, like Connor Shadings was doing this, like, look, you know, the rule's a little antiquated. We thought we could push it a little bit, so we did. We're sorry. You know, we'll take the medicine. But pretending like it didn't happen or that we're all too stupid to understand is what gets me. Okay. Because that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, no, no, no. Like, I get you doing it. Yeah. Like, I don't have to be okay with you doing it and you yeah. broke the rule. But what makes me matter is how stupid you treat us all when we ask the question about why it happened. Yeah, there's a hubris that... That's what gets me. Yeah, okay. It's like, look, I understand that there's a great many stupid people in the world. <laughs> but we're not all stupid. Right. And when one of the not stupids asks you a reasonable question, don't try to cast us in the lot. Sure. Like that's where I that's where I get upset about it. Yeah. And that's where that's where my little, you know, back zit about this okay. occurs. It's just like, look, if you'd have been like, look, yeah. I mean, I know that they can't really come out and say that, but if they had done this in a more like 
no, you're the a-hole fashion, like they did, like less of that, yeah. it would have been I would it would have been easier to swallow. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's the part that gets me is like, hey, I'm just curious about like why you're doing this and like, you know, what happened or yeah. like, you know, tell me about Connor Stallions. Yeah, but I don't I, I tell you what, I don't know that there is a more vicious court of public opinion than college football. It just feels to me like it seems to be the most vocal of tribes, right? Like it is in and of itself tribal. It's regional. It's it's alumni based. It's very tribal. Yeah. And those are the most vocal. So Ohio State fan, mm-hmm. not not one of them is ever going to say, "Let's take a let's let's approach this the way you do." Yeah. Right? Like of okay, just tell us what was going on. Maybe it's possible this isn't as bad as it sounds. That's not what Ohio State fan or employee no. or player at once or Penn state or anyone. And so I think that adds to this, mm-hmm. right? Like they, there's no, maybe grace isn't the word, but there's like, nobody wants to, to, no, to get into the nitty gritty of it. Right. Yeah. And have the uncomfortable like, conversation about yeah, it. Yeah. And Jim Harbaugh has made himself the boogeyman. Yeah. He's just an easy guy to dislike. He's an easy guy to hammer. Yeah. Not at nobody outside of Ann Arbor is coming to Jim Harbaugh's aid. No. Right. right. So. No. And it's, um, it is. Yeah. But like, sometimes you need to like get down to the nitty gritty of yeah. it. What I think is good that will come out of this is. Well, like it, sometimes these things enable you to have like a real discussion, like baseball, had to have a real discussion about like, yeah, hey, there's technology that exists that maybe would render what the Astros specifically were doing, yeah, moot, so that we don't have to worry about this again, and maybe we should do it. You know, college football has cried, like they love to cry poor for year and years and years. They're like, well, you know, we could do this with the NFL, but we don't have the money that the yeah. NFL does. The NFL shares money and all these other things, but like even at the like the way that technology and helmet radios work now, it's like even the like most destitute FBS school can't be like, well, we can't afford. Yeah, we can't afford yeah. ten thousand dollars. Like, oh, you can't. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. What do you? What did you guys spend on Gatorade this yeah. year? Just tell me what you spent on Gatorade. Yeah. So the, the money excuse is long. It's gone. it's long gone. So now they can say like, all right, look, let's you know let's pull some resources here and make this a rule to where now we don't have to worry about. In per- like people can go in person scout all they want now. Yeah. If they have the budget to do it and it's not going to be, you know, Connor Stallion's sign stealing thing. Right. That, that here's the thing. The first segment of the national championship show, we're talking about it because it does hang over this thing. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just there, you know? Sure. And we'll talk about the second thing that's hanging over it in the next segment in that like the poor pac 12 just had, should, could win the national championship. Yeah. Like from its deathbed. <laughs> Like literally <laughs> from its deathbed could win the national championship. This makes me madder than sign stealing. Oh, me too. This is the thing that 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 bums me out more than yeah. sign stealing because it speaks to a larger institutional issue more than a rogue program or rogue employee. Yeah. If if Michigan wants us to believe this was this one guy who went rogue, yeah. or say it's a rogue systemic issue inside there that's fine it's one school yeah what's about to happen to the pac-12 pisses me off more than 10 times more than sign stealing yeah absolutely we'll talk about that when we come back this is the triple option of 365 sports if your business is like most you need things done quickly 
But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back alongside Chris Allman, who, honestly, I don't think I've seen you in a month. Because yeah. you had a couple of, of big-time meetings you had to deal with. <laughs> yes. And then we had the holidays. Yeah, New and, Year's Day and Christmas Day were both Mondays, right? Yes. Yeah, so, and then you were, the two Mondays... Preceding that, you were you were so out. I was doing very important corporate things. Yes, big corporate. Very important. Chris corporate is a big things. corporate titan. Yes. So, um, yeah, rich I, mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned before the break about we talked about about how upsetting it is that the Pac-12 is potentially winning a, a national championship on its deathbed. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see what happens tonight, which we'll talk about in the last segment. We'll actually talk about what we think is going to see in the game, but this is. This is the true, like, you want to talk about icky, like, yes, it's really icky that all of this has been determined solely by money. Like, yeah. only by money and not, like, by, like, hey, can we make money and make it better for everybody involved? And, like, maybe if we'd, we took a little less money and did this, it would be we can improve the thing we love and not so much tear it down and completely rebuild it into something that people who grew up watching it and loving it won't recognize it anymore. Yeah. At no point was that taken. And that's like, that's the issue. Like, I know Greg Sankey is just doing his job. And when Kevin Warren was in the Big Ten, he was just doing his job. And the Big 12 hired Brett Yormark to just do his job. And Jim Phillips does something in the ACC. I haven't quite figured out. <laughs> Wondered when we were going to get to that What one. that is yet. <laughs> you know, um, George Klyovkov, um and the previous commissioner, Larry Scott, were totally asleep at the switch and allowed – hubris, greed, um, yeah. uh, ignorance, like just to completely take over and no one could get in the room and go, guys, like this is, you know, I know that you think that you're worth this much, but yeah, like that's maybe more of a self-esteem thing than what's reality. Yeah. The reality is this. And now this conference is gone because they couldn't, it's not even reading tea leaves. It's reading what's going on in front of you. Like it is. Yeah. It didn't feel subtle. It's not like, oh, this could never happen to us. We have we have lots of books here. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, tell like tell me when twenty five million people are tuning in to watch the Stanford physics lecture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At exactly. that point, your books matter. I get that there's way more money in academia and there's all that stuff, but when it comes to what goes on television when there's a billion things to watch on television? That's another thing they didn't realize. Is like, sure, yeah. You back when there were only ten channels, like 
you know, TV deals were, or that's, that's just extra money. It's found money, essentially, that they want to put you on. Yeah. Now, when there's a billion channels and you got to fill content, like, you got to take the best deal you can because there's always somewhere to go. Yeah. That's not you. And the Pac-12 is the victim. They're the first major conference victim of this. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to be the last. I think we've already seen it with the ACC. Like, that's coming next. Yeah. Um, because they overprepared for this. What do you like, mean? So the Pac-12 didn't, like they were negotiating right down in the 11th hour mm -hmm. about like, well, this is the TV deal. We're going to get this much money. We know we're going to get this much money. As where in 2016, the ACC, 20, well, 2013 and then again in 2016, they said, listen, here's what we're going to do. So that this is not a problem for us anymore. We're going to sign this really long grant of rights. And that way... Everybody's locked in. Everybody's going to be happy. And we don't have to, we're going to be stable. We're going to be the most stable conference. What happened to the Big 12 is not going to happen to us because that's what happened in that, that point. Mm -hmm. That's why they made the deal. Um, we're going to be in a good position because we're going to be stable. We've got a television network. We've got all this stuff and everything's going to be fine. And everybody's going to be fine with this money and all that. Well, then, you know, SEC and Big 10 makes new TV deals and the Pac 12 falls apart. And some of the teams in the ACC that are like, hey, um, you know, we play these teams every year, right? Yeah. They're going to make twice as much, if not more, than twice as much money than we are. Yeah. And we can't make that up. Like, when they're making $15 million more than us, like, we can maybe make that up in other ways. But when they're going to be making $50 million more than us, right. like, I don't know. Like, the math, the math stops right. at a certain point. So we are unhappy with this. What can you do about it? And then they're like... Nothing. <laughs> so would you, like, could we do this? Maybe. Is that going to make it up? Probably not. <laughs> well, uh, aren't you worried about it? Nah. Nah. We signed a, we made a deal. Like, the other day, I was just in the room with the Pac-12 guy and the Big Ten guy, and we were having beers, and he was like, let's do this alliance. And I was like, bro, great idea. And then, and then we had an alliance. And then you'll, how did it work out for you? Oh, well, the Big Ten did whatever it wanted to do and just <laughs> yeah. left us in the Pac-12 holding each other's you-know-whats. And, <laughs> but it'll be fine. I mean, you guys can't go anywhere, so what are you going to do about it? Yeah, it's scary that the conversations may not, like, you may not be doing farce right now. Like, it may not have been that much different. I'm, I'm not too far off. Than that. And then, then, then like, when the Pac-12 crumbles, you know, the ACC, and very rightfully so, I'm sure a lot of them were like, hey, we can't let that happen to us. And, yeah. and then there's the other ones that are like, we understand that you can't let that happen to you, but, like, those schools that, like, are suffering this, they're just like us. So nobody's calling us like they're calling you if you just leave. So, like... Let's try to work together. And they're like, yeah, but that's not how things work anymore. Yeah. It's every man for himself. This is the zombie apocalypse. And we are absolutely going to fight to stay alive. And that's just how it's been. And Washington is going to be fine. They're going to be in the Big Ten. They, they made it through. They're on the other side of the wall that the zombies can't get over. Yeah. And, you know, they're fine. But the Pac-12 could win it. And if you had just been maybe a little bit more reasonable about yourself, You'd be going into this next era of college football on and up because you've got a team that hasn't won it in a, uh, since 1992 winning the title and showing that there's parity in college football now. Yeah. It's coming around. Like, it doesn't always have to be an SEC team. This is great news. But yeah. it's not really that great news because 
yeah, they're a Pac-12 team, but they're not really anymore because as soon as the game's over, so is the Pac-12. Yeah, they're a Big Ten team. This yeah. is a this is a Big Ten yeah. title game. It is for all, but but for some reason, probably because technically it is a Pac-12 Big Ten championship game. Yeah. But also, too, I think there's such a collective disdain for the SEC that mm-hmm. everybody's just glad it's not Georgia oh, yeah. and Bama. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's been that's the be- like that's the best part of this. Yes, but this 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 gets to what I don't like. I think I've said here before, and I know I've said outside of here, the conference pride era of college football. I've never understood. No, don't get it. I either. don't understand the deep pride you feel in being affiliated with a conference, mm-hmm. right? Like. When we were young, the conference affiliation only meant that winning the Cotton Bowl was the biggest thing a Southwest Conference team could do. Yeah. Right? That was the pride of being in the Southwest Conference. Yeah, really, SEC was one of the Sugar Bowl, yes, right? Yeah. That was a huge deal. So I don't understand the conference pride era. Mm-hmm. But I don't like, and as much as I don't like the schools that are average – but celebrate the SEC. I don't like that the rest of us hate the SEC. I don't want to care. Like I yeah. never really had a problem with Bama until all of a sudden Greg Sankey and was it Slive before him? Yeah. Just started telling us constantly that their conference was the best. Yeah. And I, that that's what I don't like. Like yeah. I don't care. I care about who's the best team at the end of the year and I don't care where they play. I don't care if it's 1984 and it's BYU yeah. out of the were they independent then? Like, I don't even care if yeah. it's an independent. Yeah. So that's... It might have been the whack then. Yeah, it might have been the whack, or they may have been independent. I can't remember, but... I think they're in the whack then. Okay. Back when the whack was, like, the super fun league. Yeah. Um, but, I th- yeah, like, I think all of this, like, I'm glad it's not two SEC schools playing. Though I would have been fine if Bama... I thought the Rose Bowl was awesome. Mm-hmm. If Bama had won and it was Bama-Washington, yeah. I'd be super fired up about the game in and of itself. But I don't like that there are people that are like, there are people out there lamenting that because there's not an SEC school playing, like that this is really not the two best teams. Like there are people that are making a full-throated argument that Georgia could have beat Michigan and Washington. And then I don't like that there are people that are celebrating that there's not SEC teams. And I just, I hate that. And the Mm. conference pride era, and it's not just pride, it's money. Yeah. And the money that you get from being in a conference. But I hate what it's done to college football, it's eating itself. It it used, it started out where college football started to eat up other sports, right? There's no big East basketball really anymore because the ACC swallowed up all those teams, right? So how it affected the best college basketball league of all time, right? The eighties, early nineties, big East college football swallowed it up. Now it's just eating itself. So I don't, I don't know where it goes, but it's, it's completely sucked the fun out of college football, except for when the ball is snapped. Yeah. Because I didn't think about any of that nonsense during the Rose Bowl. I thought it was super fun to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, Texas-Washington was, was a really good game too, but the Rose Bowl was the one that I actually sat there watching it. It was a sunny day. It was the Rose Bowl. It was these two epic programs. And I was just enjoying college football. And I was like, I hate that I only get this for four hours. Yeah. And then we got to go back to the business I mean, of it when that it's you, over. I'm glad that somebody can watch it not bitter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't imagine you were. Believe me, I hate watched every second of it. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you, I never once thought Florida State should be here. I wasn't um, thinking 
That, that's not a slight. Yeah. I just was so immersed in yeah, yeah. the game. No, I like, and I made the argument last week of like, at least of this game, if you were basing it on, you know, what they said, well, Florida State doesn't have a quarterback, you know, uh, it's the four best teams. Well, don't think either of those two played like the four best teams that night. They played right. a really good game, but like right. statistically you could say like, well, you know, yeah. you're telling me that like, Tate Rodemaker couldn't have thrown for 125 yards and yeah. 116. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's 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 remember that like sometimes other things happen in games that affect them. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the guy behind center. Yeah, and um, but can I ask? Can I ask? This is a total aside. Yeah, I've heard it said, and I don't know why. I, I've always enjoyed the Rose Bowl. I yeah. like it. I like the setting, the history. I've. I'm sure this is not the first time someone has written that it should be the spot of the national championship game every year. Somebody has made an argument that it should be the. Are you are you super anti that or are you? Can yeah, you at least just because I like I merit? like that it moves around. Okay, I like that it moves around. I, look, I, look, I, the Rose Bowl should be in the equation. Although, like again, like the Rose Bowl. That's another thing. That's another advertising thing. The Rose Bowl has done a great job over its hundred plus years of telling you it's the granddaddy of them all. We've got the best parade. Again, not a thing that's going to get me. Yeah, no, I don't care about there, that but at like, all. But all these things that the Rose Bowl says, it's advertising. Just like the SEC, like, while there is some truth to it, yeah. there is a lot of it's just marketing and advertising. It is. So it is a great setting for the national championship game. And a lot of great games are played in the Rose Bowl. And usually it winds up being a really, really good game. But that doesn't mean that, you know, Houston shouldn't get a chance to host this or Miami or Atlanta or See, any of these other cities that there's also college football in, especially considering that the only time the Rose Bowl is ever full and no offense to UCLA right, is, is when the Rose Bowl is actually yes. happening. So let's like, I do think that, that there, um, that there are other places that can host this and do a fine job. Okay. So here's where I'm going to disagree with you. And I'm all I'm going to defer to you because you know more about this than me. And also, none of it matters because nobody's yeah. listened to what I say. I don't believe college football should be played indoors. So okay. I'm not for NRG Stadium. I'm blank and not sure okay with Jerry World. Yeah. I don't think college football should be played at Jerry World. I'm not even wild about Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. I miss the Orange Bowl. So that's just me. Yeah. Uh, the only indoor stadium where I think college football should be played is the Sugar Bowl. Or excuse me, in the, the Superdome. Yeah. Because that's where the Sugar Bowl always was. Perhaps I'm just a traditionalist that doesn't like things to change. But I want them to go back and play the Cotton Bowl at... The Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think it, it sterilizes it too much, you know? Like, it just makes it corporate no, like, and the, sterile. The atmosphere in almost every outdoor stadium feels better than every indoor stadium. Yes. Because especially sometimes you have to scream just to get to the elements. But yeah. um, And yes, most of college football is outside most of the time. Yes. You know? And so, yeah, I can agree with that. Part of it is that also because the Rose Bowl hung up the 12-team playoff um, because of the parade. Um, <laughs> You're which, was specifically with Garrett. Am I lying? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Refresh my memory on this. So the Rose Bowl had it like because they changed the contract uh -huh. and were going to the 12 team playoff earlier. They hung up the whole deal because they're like, yeah, but but we might not be on January 1st when our parade is. And the parade goes into the game and the rest of the world's like, who gives a 
<laughs> like we've, we've wanted this for so long and you're not going to let us have it because of floats because of floats because of some bitch in a dress no no we're not going to do this we're not doing this let's stop uh, my kids are out of school today I almost so, told them to watch I'm sorry about that good thing I didn't between this and the nose hair conversation this is not a family friendly episode no but look that's not like, that was the thing that probably, I don't want to give them the satisfaction. They're a great bowl game. It's a beautiful setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be in the rotation, but their pompous jackass attitude towards everything else means that, yes, we're going to do this in Houston where they don't act like this. Okay, but that attitude permeates college football. That's how we ended up with no Pac-12. Okay. That's how, like, that attitude, it is... There is not a more brazen example of looking out for number one than in college football. Yeah. Everybody's looking out for their university and the old bowl system. Like yeah. that is still a well, lot of and, stroke. And I am, I, I, I think the, the bowl system needs a complete, like if you want to tear something down, let's not tear something like the conferences down. Let's make these bowls make sense and make them more worthwhile now and yeah. make it worthwhile for the players and the sponsors and everybody involved. What, because right now it's, what it's, would you do? Well, I'd get rid of a lot of them. Me too. Like I would get rid of a lot of them. I would, I would up the requirements to get in a bowl. Who whether, was it that just proposed eight and four Herb street? Was it Herbie? Uh, yeah. yeah. I would probably do seven and five. That way you could, you could maybe fill it a little bit better than eight and four. Yeah. Um, I would. And look, I also think this, that, Eventually, in this 12-team playoff, there's going to be the teams that have the bye, which is great. Like, the trade-off right now is you have the bye, but you don't get to play at home. And if you don't have the bye, then you get to play at home that first week before you go back into the bowl system. But I will tell you that if Ohio State gets a home game and Michigan does not, say three years in a row, Michigan's going to be like, that's a lot of butts we could have in the seats in Ann Arbor, Michigan, yeah. that they're getting in Columbus, and we want that here. So eventually, it'll just be probably home playoff games until the very end, and then yeah. the Bulls are going to be screwed anyway. So that's where I think the Bulls need to come up with a better plan. Now, part of the, the problem with the Bulls is they're either one of two things. They're either a great front, like a great thing for a charity and a sponsor, and they can do a lot of good things, or they're a front for uh, money laundering. Like, like entirely that's what possible. That's what they've been for the whole. Like, look, the a couple bowls have already been caught, and then they're like, look, we won't do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like because they have not for profit status, right? Aren't yeah. bowls founded yes, that they're way? Non profit things, yeah. which is, I mean, please. Yeah, <laughs> ne I've never understood bowls other than where they are and who plays in yeah. them. Look, Miss and Miss America is a scholarship program. You know, like <laughs> I get it. Like it's just all these different things. Like let's just be real about what we are. Yeah. And you know, yes, let's continue giving this money to charity and maybe give more to it than just the tax write-off like threshold. Yeah. yeah. You know, let's let's make this all better and let's make it all make sense because right now you know, if you play, say you make it through every round of the playoffs, you could wind up sending and you're going to find this out that it's going to be really hard for, okay, say you play Ohio State on the road in the first round and you were um, Ole Miss, okay? So then you beat Ohio State in Columbus because, man, you've got a team that's really hot right now. Then you go in the next round and you play Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. And guess what? You just beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Holy Lord. Well, then, like, there you go. Well, fortunately, your fans – 
you know, a bunch of them probably went to Columbus because they've never been there before, and this right. is a huge opportunity. And then, fortunately, eh, New Orleans is is driving distance, so that you got there. And then uh, you get to the the next one, and they're like, ah, we can't go to Pasadena. Yeah, like it's just so far. Right. They're gonna have to do it. They're right. just gonna have to do it because otherwise, they're gonna lose their shirt on tickets. Right. So, um, so like before that happens, because we all know it's eventually going to be a problem. Let's fix it. Let's make it better. I don't have Does a Does that perfect... sound like college football's MO to you? No, it Let's doesn't. look ahead and make it better? Yeah. When was the last time college football did that? When was ne- the last time they made a, a massive sweeping change? Serious question for you and for Garrett, because you guys know better. When was the last time college football made a change that was for the greater good of the sport oh, as or, a whole? Or that they didn't do it with a gun to their head. Okay, even now, yeah. tell me when they made one no. with a gun to their head. Well, I mean, the 12-team the playoff the is essentially... the only thing I could think of. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But that was almost a gun to their head, too, because they lost so much money during COVID, they had to do something. And that is for the greater good of football in that it gives more teams a chance to be national champions? Yes, but they've also found a way to yeah. maybe even water that down sure, even yeah. more. Okay. With the, with the SEC and the Big Ten being so massive yeah. and, and, and wheeling all this weight. And we, yes. we, we saw what could be the potential of it. You know, Yes, we're going to give you the five conference champions. And there's four power conferences, so the group of five will get their one, and the Big 12 will get their one, and the ACC will get their one. But then when it comes to filling out the other seven at large teams, let's be serious, who yeah. we're talking about here. Oh, I know. You know, so uh, it's going to have to be like the Big 12 champion is going to have to be 12-0 and 0 or 13-0, and 0, and the other one's going to have to be 12-1 and 1, yeah. to where they're like, well, I guess we, I guess we can't keep out Colorado. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm just – I'm just generally, which is yeah. a weird thing to say on a college football show, I'm just generally down on college football when the game is not going on. It's just, it's frustrating. Well, I don't like the trajectory of it. No. and, and I don't look, like the leadership. No. And, and look, I do think that at least Charlie Baker is trying to propose things that haven't been proposed before, which we haven't seen out of the presidency of the NCAA in a long time. Yeah. Because they need to either redo themselves or they're gone. But yeah, so it's, you know, it's, um, I think with the new structure and just kind of admitting where things are, that's the first step. Yeah. Now the problem like with trying to make college football, like more a professional league is there's way more entities involved. Like when you have 32 teams in the NFL or 30 in major league baseball, right. or you know, was it 30, 30 in the NBA? Like you have those, there's only 30 people you have to like, yeah get on the same page in college sports. It's way, way more. Sure, yeah. So there's a lot of people and, you know, where they have the fights like in the NFL of like, well, Cincinnati doesn't make as much money as Dallas. And then Jerry can be like, shut up. I'll figure I'll help you out with that. Like, yeah. you know, they can say here, like Cincinnati doesn't make as much money as Alabama and Alabama's like, shut up. That's your problem. Yeah. You know, like, no, yeah. that's where like the leagues have to kind of work forward together. Yes. You know, they're only like, they believe honestly that they're only as strong as their weakest link yeah then that's because they know that like we we've, we've got this person that's towing an anchor eventually we got to rid of them yeah you know like washington and dan snyder eventually like the league you know doesn't matter how rich you are you're not helping us at all yeah like you you've got to you've got to go yeah and but college sports isn't like that because there's so many of them right because of the Cincinnati's of the world and be like, hey, we don't make as much as Alabama. They have this whole throng of people behind them. And because Alabama has all the money and the SEC has all this money, they can be like, yeah, well, that's, 
your problem. Maybe you should have hired Greg Sankey. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what you should have done. Sure, yeah. Maybe you should have seen this. Yeah. As opposed to, well, what's best for the whole of this sport? College football is, like I said, it's the zombie apocalypse. Like, sure. You know, you might like help somebody across, like, to get there, but when it comes down to like, there's one car with four seats and there's yeah. eight of you, then four and four are going to go against each other. And sure. Yeah. You're going to turn on people quickly. Whoever, whoever makes it is going to survive the apocalypse another yeah. day. I so. don't even think we talk about, you couldn't get all those entities on the same page about doing something for the greater good of college football. Yeah. I don't think you could get them to agree on what the greater good is. Exactly. I think that That's would be a, your biggest hurdle. Problem. Yeah. They, they half would tell you it's, it's financial gain. Yeah. Then, then there would be those who are for the amateur yeah, student athlete yeah. model. There yeah. are those that, I mean, crap for all that was wrong with them. I think Bobby Knight was for student athletes. Yeah. Right. So there are still people like him. So I don't even think they could all get on the same page and say, this is actually what the greater good is. Yeah. Right. Even, even if you had a, a group of leaders, yeah. Right, like I don't think the twelve people on the playoff committee, or however many there are, they wouldn't even articulate the same vision for the committee. No, so absolutely not. Look, it's a it's a leaderless, I, headless I, runaway train. That's that's why I, when when Baylor uh, went all through all their stuff in twenty sixteen, they had so many. They have a lot of regions, a lot more regions than most schools have. A lot of them keep it small because they know that like the bigger you get, the harder it is to get things done. Sure, yeah. And I said, look, I don't have faith in walking to a room of thirty people and saying like, look. Um, to make this simple, we're going to order pizzas. We're going to have 15 pizzas that way, eat, you know, basically one pizza per two people. Um, to make it simple, we need um, you guys to come up with the toppings. I'm going to be back in 10 minutes. Just write down the toppings you want, and they'll be at each other's throat yeah. over how many pepperoni versus sausage and deluxe and everything yeah. that they should get. Yeah. And that's just a very mundane thing about, like, you know, yeah. how many cheese pizzas you have in yeah. this room. Like, how many people would want this? Because yeah. they'd be like, well, you know, I might, like, I really just want cheese, but I don't want to try some of the mushroom. And you're like, well, yeah. so vote for mushroom, too. It's fine. Yeah. Like, we'll just do this. You know, we'll get some of each. Well, that's too many pepperoni. Nobody's going to eat that because, you know, <laughs> all the hell is going to go, right? And then, like, this one guy's like, oh, we're looking at anchovy. And I shut up, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but then Phil's a problem, right? Yes. So it's all these things that go in, and they, like, yeah, they need they need to be run like if you're going to be professional, you have to be run like a league, and you have to get yeah. people to agree to that. The problem is, is, like you said, that people do not see the same vision. At least with like Major League Baseball, you have people now. You have two entities now that see different visions for the future. Yeah, but you at least have two groups that like there's two sides of it as opposed yeah. to two hundred. Yeah, and I know people don't like. I think you're not going to find a lot of people who are super pro Roger Goodell. Right, yeah. but he talks a lot about defending the shield. Mm -hmm. There is one guy now. I know he works for the owners, yeah. But there is one guy in charge, and he has one goal, and it is protect the shield. Yeah. And he might he might do some underhanded things, and he's compensated very well for it. But a a committee led uh like um, a quorum a quorum doesn't. You can't lead that way. No. There's got to be. No, this is not a city council in a small town. Right. Yeah. There's got to be a leader. Yeah. And I think the only way college football gets better, and yet here we are talking about this, and this thing's going to have record eyes tonight. Yeah. Right? Like we're talking about 
how frustrating the thing is, but we're going to watch it and it's probably going to be really good. Yeah. And we're all going to be counting down the days until August. Yeah. But it needs a leader with a clear vision and the authority to say, this is what we're doing. I don't care what the SEC commissioner says. Now, this is, this is a pipe dream, yeah. right? Like, no one in college football is ever going to be able to say, I don't care what ESPN thinks. I don't care. But yeah. that's the only way it gets better, in yeah. my opinion. No. Uh, and look, we are also at a point in history where that's not how almost anything works. No, you're I mean, right. It's, you know, like there's not a, all right, let's, let's all sacrifice a little bit for the greater good when it'll be good for everybody. It just may not be like, you know, great for everybody. Yeah. SEC, no. you're going to make $75 million a year instead of 80. And they're like, ah. no, <laughs> no, I'm not supposed to feed my family. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what are you like? Well, well, this team's going to make 75 too. Well, but they are not us. Yeah. Like they, they didn't, they didn't spend all this time telling you how much better they this is were. just making me mad. This is going to yeah. make me leave here mad. Yeah. So I don't want to do a lot, that, Paul. I don't want to do that, Chris. Uh, but okay, let's just say it. Who you got tonight? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pick Washington, just mm-hmm. for no reason other than to just be a contrarian. I think yeah. Michigan's defense is probably going to be a problem for Washington, but I don't know why I've become so enamored with Kalen DeBoer lately. Oh, but he's, he's good night. Look, he's just a winner, man. Yeah, he's great, even when he's not. It still works out for him. Yeah, like at the end of the Texas game was not the best two minutes of his coaching career. No. And if it was... But we saw worse in college football this year. Yeah, we did, yeah. (laughs) But if you had to, like, defend your coaching career on those two minutes, he would have been like, look, there are so many other minutes. Yeah, look. So many other. I'm like 105 and 11 in my career. Give me that two minutes back. (laughs) Yeah, the two minutes back. So he, that's that's how good he is. Yeah. Um, I, I think Washington will be a problem because I don't think Michigan has seen what Washington has because... There's only like four teams in the country that have Washington's, like what ha- Washington has. When you say but, that, you mean speed, athlete, speed, scheme, qu- like scheme, quarterback, yeah. and you know one of them was Texas, and they dispatched with them. The other one was Oregon, they dispatched with them. Um, one of them was Florida State, and they their quarterback broke his leg. So even if Florida State had been in, they still wouldn't be seeing yeah. the combination like Michigan has. Yeah. So like there were. I want to say four. Like, that was probably the four. Like, the four teams that would give Washington problems, they've played and beaten two of them. Yeah. And George, I guess, would be the other one. Like, they've played and beaten two of them, and two of them, they didn't have to. So, you know, like, that's why I think that, like, because Michigan has not – like, they got they got the Alabama team, that quarterback is still trying to figure out who he is. Yeah. And, you know, so that combination wasn't there, and – yeah, so you're telling me if we went back through the Big Ten schedule, we couldn't find a comp for Washington on Michigan's schedule? No, especially telling, not Michigan's schedule. You're no. telling me a Maryland in mid September wouldn't lighten up the scoreboard <laughs> like Washington does? <laughs> Actually, Maryland was pretty good. But Minnesota then. Minnesota, Just yes. Pick a team. Yeah. Mar- Maryland's court, Tyler Tagliola going in the portal without any eligibility left because there's no rules. <laughs> there's no rules. Has anyone told him that? No. Is yeah, he's told like, him he's Look, not here's the deal. But my brother, like I, I played in the game to honor my brother, and Alabama's not good at math. We've all known that from the history of the, <laughs> the whole state of Alabama. So I played in a fifth game when they don't know, like in the most of the state of Alabama, it's one, two, and a buttload. Like that's how it anything fast twos. Yeah. They support me. Maryland supports me. Just let me go play at Miami and 
cash my check and hang with the family. There are no rules. There's no rules. There's no rules. There's no rules. All right, that's going to do it for us. Great to see Chris again. I, I hope we'll see you again next Monday. Yeah, is it a major holiday of some sort? Is it MLK Day? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Are we still having a show? Yes. Then I'll not, be here. Yes, yeah. Well, we're, we're still having a show. I'll do a half hour on Dr. King and his impact on me okay. as a middle-class white guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. That's, a, that's an ender right there. That's an ender. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster.